Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, the 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock weekend. The jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurks that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I am your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amon. And welcome to episode 17, The Fighting Irish. David, give us a quick synopsis slash summary of this episode. A couple people from Veep guest star and a bunch of drunk Irish people fight each other. That's about it. Uh, yeah, I kind of think this is the worst episode of this season. I don't know about that, but I, it, did, it did feel kind of like a filler. Like, it, yeah. it was a lot of plots we've seen before with Liz and men and Pete and his wife. And Tracy looking for religion is, I guess, a new plot, but not that different from any... I, I don't know, yeah. like, not that special of a thing. And, and it doesn't really pay yeah. off. Although and... Jack's family's subplot was kind of... Well, funny. it is, until you realize we would never see any of those people ever again. They never That's come true. back into play. Yeah. So, so as like the story goes on, and we learn more about Jack, and realize when we meet his mom, and I think it's in the second season when they realize, or they reveal more about Jack's past, then it's just like, well, then this whole episode is mostly just a throwaway. No, we got a lot of good guest stars on this one. We got like Anna Klumsky, uh, Jason Sudeikis returns again, Molly Shannon is back on here. Uh, a ton of Nathan Lane um, but it's just they're all used well but it just seems like to have all these people on here and to to throw away everything almost immediately I don't know it's just it, it just like when I'm re-watching this series this is one episode that I'm just like man if I skip this or if I just don't pay attention, I forget that it even happens. There's so low stakes in this episode that it's yeah. almost immediately forgettable. But we should give an actual plot summary. <laughs> you didn't already? <laughs> so Liz is tasked with laying off 10% of the girly show staff, and she gets into trouble when she finds that Jason Sudeikis' character is in... Well, she stumbles across him in a uh, aerobics class, I don't know, hip-hop dance, whatever workout class she goes to, <laughs> and then she finds out that his girlfriend actually works in the accounting for the girly mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Um, also, Tracy's lawyer advises him to find a religion because, as he says, too many rich people find religion after they get into trouble, so he's he's preempting it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and also, Jack's yeah. brother comes to town with some news yeah. about his father. Uh, it's just... The only thing that even has a three line into a next episode is the uh, Liz storyline. Um, but it can also still be kind of, I don't know, it could just be done without it. It could have been done in another episode. It's just, it's it seems like just such a wasted effort, wasted effort. But there's still some laughs here, but it's mostly kind of a forgettable episode. Like Jenna's only in it momentarily. Yeah. Uh, there's just not enough in here. Oh, well, well. I guess we'll get started. But on that the, happy note. Yeah, on the, that positive note. The cold open does at least uh, set up Liz's storyline, and then we jump into uh, the Jack storyline and then the Tracy storyline right after the opening credits. What class do you want to take? Oh, anything that doesn't have the words strip, salsa, or beats with a Z in the name of it. Cardio hip-hop groove it is, then. Hey, what's up? Hey, nothing. Just going into the same class you're going into. Cool. That's the flower guy. Hey, I hope I don't sweat on you. You can sweat on me. This is my girlfriend, Liz Lemler. Hi. That's Liz Lemon. Oh, the girl who got my flowers. <laughs> hope you enjoyed them. I did. Actually, I finally just threw them out this morning because they got that really bad flower smell. I, I kind of couldn't stop smelling them. <laughs> Advanced hip hop. You ready? Here we go. Here we go, take it five, six, 
That's how we get the introduction of Liz Lemler. Um, we still haven't learned yet in this episode that she's in accounting, but um, yeah. Anna. But yeah, yeah, played by Anna Klumsky, who for the past few years has starred on the, mm-hmm. the best show of the 21st century <laughs> so far. That's debatable. Um, no, it's I, I need to catch up. I think I'm a couple seasons behind. It's a fine show. Uh, it's just, it's me and politics don't really go very well so it's a, it's a show that i kind of have to watch in small doses for the most part yeah. it's so good though as yeah. we're recording this the final season just started mm. yeah and it's only i think seven or eight episodes so it's not oh, really quick but it's yeah but I'm is this seventh season uh it's a seven something season. like that that sounds right yeah. Yeah. yeah no it's a fine show i definitely would recommend it wouldn't sour someone on watching it but i just uh, you're you're way more on it than it's I am. so funny i mean it's like i mean 30 rock is satire but veep is is acid almost oh, yeah. nihilist satire but yeah. it's so hilarious it's like just... if if 30 rock were able to be on hbo yeah and be a satirical and mean uh, as veep is it would be a totally different show i'd still watch it but it would be a totally different idea um but i mean she also rose to prominence in my girl from the 90s with yep. macaulay culkin um but yeah i think she's sort of reemerged with veep has, has given her a new audience yeah i i mean i've seen this show a million times and uh, I think it was last year when I first realized, oh, that's the same lady from Veep because she's playing a totally different character. Oh, for even, sure. She's only in this a couple scenes, and but even still, she's just playing like a totally different character. Because on Veep, she's all the characters on there are pretty acidic. But, yeah. Well, um, she's actually. Yeah, I mean, she's on, like, on Veep, she actually is one of the more grounded characters. She's, I mean, she's still, she's still aggressive. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. still has her own quirks, and it's well, I don't know. She comes across as one of the most competent characters of her group of advisors but like in in reality like she's still like she's so ambitious that it gets in her way of right, being right, competent right. sometimes yeah. but still like of of so selena's inner circle she is she is one of the more put together ones yes yeah. well who's the guy that plays dan uh reed scott I sure think his name. uh he uh he, i think he's starting an arc on will and grace now oh yeah in the last episode they just aired and he shows up and there's another date for for grace so uh, we'll see how that goes but I don't know, it's just always fun watching like these character actors, either that we've known before reemerge on other shows, or like just like do all these like not crossovers, but just small bits on on various shows. It's like, oh, I know this person from that show, and yeah, he, and they always see them sort of just try and play a different character. Yeah, so I, I've seen fun. him on a couple other like he was on a Showtime show like in a bit part. Like, yeah, I, I, it sounds like this might be that might be his first real like network mainstream thing then. i think so i'm he's probably been in something else i've seen but yeah yeah he's fine he's fine um but yeah veep's good i would recommend it then we uh, come back to to the show we're talking about the show we've created this podcast about and uh we learn that jack likes to softball in the hard news <laughs> lemon come here you've got to see this it's a video of a baby panda sneezing you sit here and don't watch the mother, just watch the baby. <laughs> that is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Isn't that adorable? You have to fire 10% of your staff. What? We have to synergize backward overflow. I don't write the policy limit, I only enforce it. No, I've never fired anybody in my life. It's an acquired skill. I'm not trying to make your life miserable, but this is coming from the top. Now, there are 140 people on this show, so go out there and make 126 people very happy. No, I, I don't think I can do that. Everyone that works at this show is indispensable. Marco. Hello. Marco. Hello. 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 
So the baby panda sneeze. They were kind of on the cusp of a viral video with this. It was uploaded okay. November of 2006. So okay. this, was, I think, was around March when this aired. So you know, six months behind the crap, but still. Yeah, well, I feel like I remember that panda video was one of the first oh, YouTube yeah. Yeah. viral videos. Because obviously there were viral videos before YouTube, but around the time YouTube, like, oh, yeah. 05, 06, 07, when YouTube was really becoming a thing, like, I remember that was one of the... That, like, Numa Numa yeah. and all well, that. Numa well, Numa, Numa, Numa was, was yeah, like, E-Bomb's yeah. World, but, E-Bomb's yeah, World. like... Yeah. Never, yeah, but Panda was like Charlie bit my finger, like mm. that era of yeah, yeah. early YouTube, I guess. Oh, we'll get a Charlie bit my finger reference in Thirty Rock in like two or three years. Ooh, that's something. Um, but yeah, it says here as of August 2013, the view the video was uh, viewed more than 162.7 million times, which is a lot, but compared to like what uh, what's that uh, Despacito style? stuff? Oh, like Despacito, it's up to like yeah. a billion or something. Oh like yeah, that. like ugh, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, this is just, like, it's funny that that's what uh, Jack wants to use as, like, a a softener into saying, like, you've got to fire, t- like, 14 people on your staff. Like, all right. Like, uh, it's cute. So we come back from the opening, and we learn a little bit more of Pete, which is, this is, I think we've talked about a couple times, been a three-line through this season of he, uh, he and his wife have just sort of been having marriage troubles, and uh, one of the stories was that... Uh, Pete lied about getting vasectomy, and now he's afraid his wife is late that they're pregnant again when they already have four or five kids already. They can't really take another one. Josh, I'm getting to the stage, please. 10%? I can't fire any of these people. Who cares? Getting fired is better than getting killed by my wife, those big farm people hands crushing my windpipe. Everything okay at home, buddy? Remember that little secret I told you about... Hornberger family planning. You mean that you flat out lied about getting a vasectomy? Well, don't tell me that backfired. She's late now. And she's starting to ask questions. Oh boy. Do you need a key to my apartment? Just for my own safety. Hey, Liz Lemon, you know where I could find a good church? How good? Like Judaism good or just like Unitarian? My attorney told me I should join a church preemptively. Because juries are suspicious of celebrities who find religion after getting into trouble. Why don't you try the Church of Practicology? They love movie stars and stuff. Mm, they already turned me down. I'm still not sure what happened. I believe the moon doesn't exist. I believe that vampires are the world's greatest golfers. But their curse is that they'll never get to prove it. I believe there are 31 <laughs> letters in the white alphabet. Well, what was the question again? So what's your religion, Liz Lemon? Hmm. I pretty much just do whatever Oprah tells me to. Mm. Does Scientology have like a flatter platform? Because I feel like if they don't, it seems like something very on brand for them. Oh, maybe it's just so close that it's like coincidental. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, well, with with his other moon doesn't exist thing, that made me think of like you know what Scientology and flat Earth seem like a thing that would. I'm sure there's like a Venn diagram where they probably overlap yeah. considerable amounts, but I don't know. Uh, well, we got to see an actual Scientology building. Yes, uh, last, was it last a year and a half? Year ago? And a, yeah, yeah, back in we were wandering around downtown St. Paul, Minnesota, and, and all, was just this all gigantic, of a sudden, was the massive Church of Scientology gigantic building. Gigantic Dianetics banners everywhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was like, I don't know. Your religion's your religion's whatever, and I, I don't think Scientology to me is any less silly than any other religion out there. I think it's just because it's newer. It can be, it's absolutely an aggressive religion in terms of like people trying to get out of it. There's a yeah, whole. At least most religions don't uh, act black like try to ruin the lives and blackmail black people and take all the money yeah. of people who are trying to leave the church. Right. But, but I don't know, it's just, uh, believe what you believe. But obviously, Church of Practicology is a, is a play on Scientology. And they probably didn't say Scientology because 
They're very litigious. Religious. Yeah. I know. I was actually, for whatever reason, I stumbled on because of uh, Tom Cruise's Wikipedia page some reason the other day. And I was just looking like all the litigation he had out. And it's just like, this dude likes to sue people. Oh, Scientology in general everything. is extremely aggressive. Suing, sending like cease and desist letters, like being, yeah. they're very vigilant about maintaining their brand image. Yeah. But well, it's come to a point, I think, in the last decade where ever since that big uh, book came out, and it was like a book in an HBO documentary that really like, went super in depth behind the scenes i think since then they haven't been able to manage pr as well as they used to but they're still yes very yeah it's nuts so it's it's, oh leah remini too that that was another oh yeah she was yeah she was the most recent um, yeah yeah i think the biggest ones i know tom cruise john travolta and there's a couple others that are scientology i don't know a whole bunch of that 70s show people right oh yeah the 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 mastersons and Lauren Prepon is? Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. Actually, Elizabeth Moss is, but she... Well, but she was born into it as opposed to celebrities who grew up... So, I don't know. I think she still is involved with it, but she does... I, I don't know. She's come out and said a lot of outwardly, like, feminist, I think, and pro-LGBT things that are not in line with Scientology. So, I think... I, I, I don't know. From what I understand, she's still part of it, so it's still a little shady, but mm-hmm. she's... I, for some whatever reason, she doesn't seem to be as lockstep with it as some of the other mm. celebrities are uh, it's interesting it's an interesting read we'll say that uh <laughs> but back to 30 rock uh we get nathan lane who um i feel i always feel bad when we get these actors that are 50 plus that come on these shows because like i know they have established careers and i know that i do them a disservice by saying oh yeah i know them from this 10-year-old thing or this 20-year-old thing. But, like, I mean, really, like, my, I grew up and Nathan Lane was Timon from Timon and Pumbaa. Well, sure, yeah, for our age. Like, I mean, that's, that's... But I know he's done he's done a ton of stage work, oh, yeah, done his theater a work. Broadway yeah, star, obviously. Um, but, he's, but, I mean, a ton of movies. I, I mean, I feel like the Birdcage movie Birdcage is, is probably his, his most famous movie role. Yeah, outs- yeah, in terms of, like, actually uh, on-camera performance, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Lion King is probably his biggest, but... Unless you know it's him voicing. Yeah. You know, yeah, Birdcage is probably his biggest role. Yeah. It feels like now his he just basically guest stars on, like, every sitcom yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's kind of turned into a character actor. Yeah. He just doesn't really need to work regularly. He just kind of can do yeah. guest spots here and there. I mean, he, he still does stage, I think, yeah. pretty often. Yeah, yeah. But he's great. I mean, I don't have any problems with him. He seems like a decent guy. And he's genuinely funny. He's got very dry humor. But we get to meet Eddie, Jack's brother. Can I help you? Yes, sweetheart. I'm looking for Jack Donahue. And you are? Eddie Donahue, Jack's brother. Really? Because Jack never mentioned a brother, and his name is Donahue, not Donahue. You know, you could be pretty if you didn't scowl so much. Tracy, this is Jack's brother, Eddie. Hi. Look who I found. (sighs) Eddie Donahue. As I live and breathe. We're destroyed! You're not the boss of me, Jack Donahue! You ruined my suit! Shut up, you baby! Look at stop! Someone's gonna get hurt! Look, this is about Dad. What you shoot dirtbags to now? Fix the cotton bowl? Dad's dead. It's over. Okay? This watch was Dad's. He wanted you to have it. 
you know, an early clue to what was going to happen was that we never saw a body. That's true. The, the first rule of any TV death ever. Of anything, yeah. If or you don't a, see a body, it, they're, they're not dead. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, do you think... This is going to sound mean. Do you think they used stunt doubles when they fell to the ground? Because we don't actually see their faces. And just given, like... I, I I could assume Nathan Lane and Alec Baldwin could do a pratfall, but just the way it's filmed, the camera cuts, it just seems like they probably used yeah. stunt doubles for it that. Could be, could be. It's a, it's a minor thing, but I was just curious if if anyone else picked up on that. So word about the layoffs has started to leak out among the staff. So everyone starts being a little bit nicer to Liz. To old Liz, stay Lane. out of the firing line. <laughs> And you and you made a note about this. I I never. It was one of the things I never picked up on. Uh, we were we got to walk around Thirty Rock Plaza a couple years ago. Um, the the sound mixing on this is kind of bad, uh, just because like that. Obviously, they were recording it outside, and they didn't do any post uh, ADR or anything like that to fix these voices. So the music kind of drowns out a little bit of the sound. Uh, so it's kind of hard to hear what they're saying. Uh, it's not too bad, but yeah, I I didn't notice that until you pointed it out. So. Hope the audience likes that too. Hi, I got your coffee. Thanks. Oh, I forgot your muffin. Banana walnut, your favorite. Uh, that's not correct, but okay. Good morning, Liz. <laughs> What's all this? Sketches, promos, web content, thoughts for next season. Uh huh. Nice hats. You haven't heard anything about layoffs, have you? What? No. And even if I had, I'm just being normal. Gosh. Hey, Liz, you want to hang out tonight? Because you're totally my role model. You make smart sexy. <laughs> hey, my beautiful boss. Good morning. Good morning, Henry. So the, the one thing about that montage of people, like, coming up to her and being nice or whatever, like, I do not believe at all that Sari would care <laughs> about being laid off or not. Right. Like, obviously she's independently wealthy, but even apart from that, like, her personality is being, like, totally blasé. Like, she couldn't care about it. Like, she would not be concerned. If she did get laid off, she'd be like, oh, well, you know, she just, right. like, saunter off and then, like, get some other, you know, job somewhere. Where did we, get, where did we discern she was from? Or her last name was? Like, Xerox? Uh, Xerox. Yeah, yeah so, so she, I mean, she's a Xerox area. Yeah. yeah. So she, uh... Obviously, yeah, had, yeah. Well, plus like the people that are like coming up to her and greeting her, like obviously Jenna is. If Jenna has to get fired, she's gonna be one of the last people to get fired. Like Je- Liz is not gonna fire Jenna. Liz is probably not gonna fire Frank because uh, as weird as he is, he's probably contributing a lot. Like the and people he's that are Liz Rock's hat. Yeah, the people coming up to her, most of them are like, yeah, they're either not in contention to get fired or uh, just yeah, it's not a great, it's not a great scene, but. So we're going to cut it out just for time because we're probably going to be playing a few more clips um, than we usually do. But uh, there's a scene where Jack and Eddie sort of uh, meet on common grounds when he sees him at the YMCA and sees how rough he's living. So it sort of helps open Jack's heart to letting Eddie back into his life. Uh, And then we come back to 30 Rock and Liz stumbles on a little PDA. Hmm. You're on my good list, Carrie. Hey, sorry about that. Not super appropriate in the workplace. No, it's it's only inappropriate when it's ugly people. (laughs) So, um, how long have you guys been together? Oh, well, that's tricky. Uh, Kind of off and on the past year. But then she got this job here, and 
It's kind of tough to stay broken up with someone you have to see every day. <laughs> Where does she work, your Liz? In accounting. On your show. She works for you. I know who I can fire! <laughs> She's so happy about it. I'm, I'm... Liz is being a very bad feminist this episode. Firing a woman just because she's dating a guy that she's attracted to. That she doesn't even know if he feels the same way. Yeah. And she doesn't even know his name, in fact. She doesn't even know his name. I mean, I feel like there is an attraction there, just the way, like, their body language seems to imply, like, he is into her, but it's not fully realized. So it's, it, it, she's definitely, yeah, she's the crazy person yeah. in this. But in this I, I do kind of like, though, that even whether it's ex- whether it's meant to be explicit or not from the writing, that another thing where Liz is like, again, she's a super progressive person, but here she's doing something that is, like, very definitely not. Very selfish and very against, yeah, exactly. against her brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do like this. I, I just, I hate that this storyline is wasted in this episode, but it's so important that showing how the Liz and Floyd storyline continues, but... It's fun. Hey, Liz. Hey, you can't fire the other Liz unless she's in the bottom 10%. Oh, you can just tell she is by her stupid face. You're a better person than this. Jack has given me absolute power. I am the decider. Okay, you can't just do this. I'm not going to just do anything. I have a plan. Step one, befriend the enemy and gather information. Then use the information to drive her into the bottom 10%. Good Lord, your eyes... You look like that lady astronaut who tried to kidnap that other woman. Hey, that was a lady with a plan. Diapers, mace, Houston to Orlando in nine hours, blammo. I know I'm the guy who lied to his wife about having a vasectomy, but this, this is wrong. No, it's not wrong. I'm just staying the course and I'm enjoying it. Jack is out of my hair. People are being nice to me. There's a guy I like in the building and I have the authority to fire his girlfriend. For the first time ever, things are lining up for old Liz Lemon. So, the lady who traveled from Houston to Orlando yes, Lisa was a real Novak thing. or something like that? Uh, Lisa, I think, Nowak. Okay. Yeah, she was an astronaut. She, uh, 1996, she, um, she was part of the Discovery in 2006. And then in uh, February of 2007, so this is a really topical reference, um, she packed latex gloves, black wig, BB pistol, ammunition, pepper spray, a hooded trench coat, and two pound drilling hammer, black gloves, rubber tubing, plastic garbage bags, and approximately $600 in cash, her computer, an eight inch folding knife, and several other items before driving 900 miles to Florida. She did that in eight hours, which I looked at on Google Maps will take about 14 hours okay. normal time. And she made it in two days, or she made it in, uh, yeah, I guess two days or so. And she was indeed wearing, uh, maximum absorbency garments. Well, she didn't want to have to stop to go to the I don't blame her. Like, if I... I did drive across the country. If there was some way that I could do that without having to stop, without having to eat, without having to sleep, I would absolutely do it in a heartbeat. Um, But yeah, she did it. She arrived at her destination. I don't know, like, I I don't approve of what this lady did, um, but she... She had a mission, and she set out, and she accomplished it. And there's a movie about it coming out later this year. Oh, I don't know if it has a title yet, but... Oh, boy. Let me see if I can find out. I, I bet it's going to be a great on-the-nose title. Uh, yeah, it's a 2019 Noah Hawley film. Hawley? Hawley. Yeah, the guy who did Fargo. And, oh, um, good for him. Natalie Portman is playing that's Lucy what, in the Sky. That's what it was, yeah. That's I, t- I, 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 I knew there was a big name attached, and I assumed it was an Oscar Are we supposed, play, but... Is she going to be... 
like a good person? Are we supposed to be cheer for this lady? I mean, I assume it's going to be like a complex portrayal. We're, we're saying it's like, you know, she did something bad and she's like, you know, this is a horrible thing, but it's like, I'm sure the point of the writing is going to make you try to empathize with her. empathize with her? Well, you, they didn't say sympathize, they said empathize. Well, I mean, I said, you can understand, you, you don't have to like them or think they're a good person or like what they do, but you can still be interested in the story and understand their point of view. And I mean, I'm sure it'll get inside her head so you understand her point of view for what she did, which doesn't mean you endorse it, but I mean, people like murder shows and whatever and i mean no one ever says then oh you know like are you blah blah blah. like you're just you're supposed to understand their character not necessarily like like an odd choice for a movie but okay i I, I don't know it sounds like it would be a really interesting movie i think Uh, okay so tracy's still on his search for a religion I'm so glad you asked. Kabbalah is a wonderful religion that mixes the fun part of Judaism with magic. So where do you worship? Where don't you worship? My friend, Madonna. Hey, Jack's brother, what religion are you? This one sounds really expensive and gay. Oh, well, uh, I'm Irish Catholic. Now, I know there's been a lot of controversy around the church lately, you know, because of the Da Vinci Code. But what's great is you can do anything, anything. And as long as you go to confession, it's forgiven. I'm Irish Catholic. <laughs> You're really. such a book snob. I figured that would rattle. Oh, no. I actually, I never read it. I just uh, saw the movie. Um, oh, yikes. And I don't really remember much about it. Right. I mean, obviously it was a huge book, and it was a huge, like, popcorn thriller. I mean, it's the sort of thing where, I know a lot of people look down on it, but I mean, it, it's a kind of an action adventure or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you take it for what it is... I'm sure it's fine. Like, I mean, yes, like if you compare it, it's, it's not like, you know, National Book Award or whatever level, but I, I you know, it's just yeah. like James Patterson. Like, I mean, right. I'm sure it's like not great writing, but if you just want a quick disposable mystery, like yeah. it's, you know. I feel like, I feel like it does have a bad rap. And I mean, I've read it a couple of times. I enjoyed it, but it was sort of the thing that got me back into reading just because it was like super accessible. Yeah. And, um, you know, like you, it, it, he had a good way of writing and sort of ending every chapter at just the right point to like just get you reading like just one more just one more just one more like he just has that really good way of hooking you in i haven't read much of dan brown since then like was it da vinci code and then what was the follow-up was another one um inferno that is the dan brown book i think i don't know if it was a sequel uh, not dante's inferno but no, um, he the, followed it up, but I think with another. Yeah, one. there were a couple. I think sequels that had the same character. I think it's up to like three or four with that same character now. Okay. Um, but I mean, they're. I feel like if they're just introductory books and they get you into reading something else, then uh, that's fine. I don't think they're good, like masterpieces. But I think they're perfectly fine books. But yeah, I just I remember that having the stigma. Obviously. The joke there was more about the pedophilia stuff inside the Catholic Church, yeah. but the misdirect is, is always fun. But, um, yeah, I guess Da Vinci Code was big around this time. I don't think the movie is out yet, though. Could have been. No, the movie would have been out, because the movie would have been 2005 or so. I don't know. No, I think it, it might have been after that. Movie? No, because I was worried at the theater when that movie okay. was out. So that would have been at least 2006 for that movie to have been out. Because the book was 2000. Three or four, right? That sounds about right. I can't remember exactly. I, I, I do remember it came out not long before I was in college because I remember people yeah. making fun of it. The book was 2000. Angels and Demons was the okay. uh, was the prequel gotcha. sequel. Okay. Follow-up, prequel, follow-up. And the lost symbol 
was the most recent one. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, the film was 2006, so the film okay. had just come out. So Eddie comes into the writer's room to help raise some money for the hospital that took care of his dad, the Chicago All Saints Hospital. Excuse me, Liz. Uh, Jack said it would be okay if I put this here. It's uh, for the hospital that took care of my dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad to see you and Jack getting along. Uh, absolutely. We'll, we'll give money, right? You want us to give money? I'd be happy to. Heart of gold, LL. Is there a limit to how much we can give? I hope not. Well, let's get our checkbooks. Yeah. Wow. I bet Pop's looking down right now and saying, if I could come back and do any broad, it'd be that one right there. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, that works better, obviously, in visual, but that, <laughs> that line and that chuckle of ew and then him just staring at her unflinching and... Uh, it's so fun. But we got to Jack's office and we get the rest of the Donahee, Donahee, Donahee family. And we've got a lot of people in this room. Um, we have Shabon, Fallon Hogan, Boris McIver, and Molly Shannon and her husband, who is unnamed and uncredited, celebrating slash toasting to their father's death. Um, and the, obviously Molly Shannon is a big SNL alum. Um, yeah, and actually, has become like a super underrated actress. Oh, she, absolutely! She, like uh, she was, she was on Enlightened, that HBO show with Laura mm-hmm. Dern, that was so good. No one watched, but Molly Shannon was like really, really like, like she should have gotten like Emmys for that, mm-hmm. but she didn't. She was, she's she's really on the good other two. This yeah, the other two. Yeah. She's most recently been on, which is she's yeah. great on. She did a, mo- a small indie movie um, called Other People, which I think was actually written. By the guy who wrote the other two, it's more of it's more of a it's like a drama, I guess, but it's it's more dramatic, and she plays a really dramatic role. But she's really good in it. Yeah, and I think she's on that Sarah Jessica Parker show, Divorce. But mm-hmm. I only watched the first episode and wasn't really interested, so I, I haven't. But I, I know she was on there. Yeah, she's been on Will and Grace a couple times throughout its entire run, and it's and its reboot. I guess yeah, reboot. Um, playing the Val character, she's just always been like. Very wild characters, uh, even on SNL, like that's what she was known for as being very like bombastic uh, characters, and that's kind of what she's playing here. But she's yeah, she's consistently good, and I guess she's getting into that age where she can play that like. Um, well, she what was that show she had? It was an ABC show. I think it was around this time as Thirty Rock was airing. It was her and um, I think it was like Molly and something. Oh God! The oh, Kathy Kim. Kathy yeah, Kim. Yeah, it was Kathy on NBC. Kim. Well, yeah. that was, but it was an Australian. It was a remake of an Australian yeah. show. I think. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching that. I think a couple episodes, and I just never got into it. But it had her and. Um, yeah, it was Selma Blair, wasn't it? Selma Blair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, I just kind remember of quirky humor. Yeah, I remember. I liked it, and like, the, it was like critically completely trash. Mm-hmm. And I remember. Watching it, I think I watched the whole... It was only on for one season, I think, yeah. but I remember watching the whole season. I, I, mean, I didn't think season. it was amazing, but like yeah. I liked it. And I, I never got why it was just so like reviled. I'm going to bring this down to another level. I said the exact same thing about that Caveman show. That show is very... Oh, underrated. I never saw, I never that, saw show, that. It's not great, but I think a, peop- a lot of people immediately dismissed it based off the idea of the yeah. premise... I thought it was a good show. I thought it was funny. I thought they talked about some like interesting ideas, like when the whole thing of, uh, I guess you could say like racism, speciesism, things like that. Like they were, it was fine. It was a fine show, but I think it got a bad luck. Yeah, I mean, it is based off of a Geico commercial, but 
Well, yeah, it was funny because it was like the commercials were pretty popular, so that's I obviously that's why they're in the sitcom. Then all of a sudden, yeah, it was like, why are they making a sitcom out of these characters? How stupid! And yeah. then it, I mean, it, it got pulled after only a few episodes. Like, yeah. it didn't last. It didn't even. It didn't even make up. I think it was a thirteen episode plan. Mm-hmm. It only aired seven or eight of those episodes, and then Yikes. it was pulled. So obviously, it uh, should have tested the waters more and better. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it had Nick Kroll in it. We uh-huh. like Nick Kroll. He's fine. Yeah. That's kind of a shame. Anyway. Uh, reboot Caveman. Reboot Caveman now. Come on, Netflix. And so Pop says, well, what does it look like I'm doing right now? So they ended up landing in Dallas for six hours and it was on the news. Excuse me. Excuse me, everybody. Uh, this is Kenneth. Kenneth, this is my family. Uh, that's Patrick. This is Patricia. This is Catherine Catherine and her husband, Bobby. And this is uh, Margaret. We, we just found out about her today. Oh, uh, welcome. Kenneth's going to take you all downstairs to the studio. I would like to make a toast to Pop. Well, we've been toasting Pop for over an hour now. Maybe we should pace ourselves. You know, well, why do you stop trying to control everything, Jack? He was a wonderful father. He was always ready with a joke or rum balls in his pockets for the kids. <clears throat> Eddie? Come here, you magnificent douchebag! <laughs> so Liz Lemon goes down to speak to Liz Lemler under the guise of a performance review to gather some more information. She's the decider. Yeah, she's the decider. Hey, Liz. Oh, hey, Liz. <laughs> Right, so I'm doing these quick performance reviews. I'm going to be doing them with everybody every six months or so. So, um, are you settling in okay? Yeah, everyone's been great. Learning where stuff is. What would you say are your weaknesses? Some people say I'm too nice. Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, hopefully I'll still be working for GE. It's a great company for working moms. What? You know, in five years. I mean, I'm in a relationship right now, but then I'll probably have a couple kids be living in the suburbs, just having it all, really. You're fired! I'm the decider! Uh, Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. After the other accountants learn that Liz fired Liz Lemler, they come to her office in protest. (laughs) In solidarity. Can I help you? Miss Lemon, the uh, accounting department wishes to protest the firing of our colleague. Now we have uh, discussed it. You're fired! You're all fired! Clean out your desks! Fired! My limited knowledge of accounting... That's about how that would go. They would protest very little. Me, just, me, yeah. Just like accept their new fates and walk on. I mean, that's how it is. But accounting's always going to be a safe job. They'll find work. Don't worry about them. It's not like there's a big recession coming or anything. No, we're a couple years off from that. It's okay. Lemon, the purpose of these cuts is to make us more efficient so we make more money. And the people who tell me if I'm making more money are called accountants. And if I don't have any accountants... No, Jack, you would be proud of me. It's all part of a plan. It just got out of control. A plan to do what? Things were really lining up for old Liz Lemon. And this other Liz, this accountant girl, was just getting in the way of my happiness. Your happiness? Lemon, is this about a boy? Mm-hmm. Good God in heaven. Who is he? What's his name? 
flower guy? Lemon, you've gone chicken killer on me over a guy whose name you don't know. And you still think our next president should be a woman? He just seems like a really cool guy, and I think he likes me more than her. Ugh. That's very sad. It really is, isn't it? I'm going to go talk to some food about this. I think that I think you mentioned earlier uh, her anti-feminist whole thing about I can do it because I'm in power. Like this is obviously her realizing, yeah, that everything that I'm doing is out yeah. of control and crazy, and it almost is like very middle school, high school of like I just think he likes me and I want him to like me back. Like that whole mentality is just like. Well, at least she learned her lessons that women shouldn't be president because of menstruation or something probably right because they're you know finger on the button and what yes. if they have i've literally heard people say that <laughs> literally during this time when she was possibly going to announce she was running for president i had co-workers female co-workers saying i wouldn't vote for her because i wouldn't want her to menstruate and what if she has one of her feelings and she's so close literally saying she might just unleash the nuclear football like, oh i was like one Hillary Clinton has more than likely gone through menopause at this point in her life. More than likely. But how can you, as a woman, say that and be okay with what you're saying? Well, I personally have never experienced menstruation, so I don't know exactly what it feels like. I know, but still, like, it just, it blows my mind that that's, uh, it it made my head hurt. And what do you say to someone like that? Like, okay, I guess, like, that's your opinion? Yeah. It's wrong, but it's okay. okay. But anyway, Liz learned her lesson, so... Did she, though? Because <laughs> she still never apologized to anybody. That's true. So as Liz is making out her check to the C-A-S-H... Yeah. Chicago All Saints Hospital. Thank you. Jack has a fun discovery in his office while reminiscing about his father. Sean. Your brother Eddie's dead. He wanted you to have his watch. Eddie? You. Me? You? What are you doing here? What do you think? I'm pulling the dead man's curve on Jack. When we parted ways, we agreed that I would get Jack and you would do the thing in Sacramento. You are both a disgrace to the Donaghy name. It's pronounced Donna P, you lace curtain half an Englishman. When I think of all the things that I've been holding inside me that I wanted to say to you, when I'm at St. Patrick and St. Michael, do my talking for me! You'll have to get through Tip O'Neill and Bobby Sands first. You call those fist names? Say hello to Bono and Sandra Day O'Connor! Those are the stupidest fist names I've ever heard. Daddy's not dead! Eddie, lie sack of crap! Jack Dunning, you don't raise your fist to my dead father! Bobby, give me my keys. Let's go! Whoa, 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 whoa! Yo, what, what are you doing? You can't fight in front of my audience? What, do you think you're better than me? Oh. Lemon, are you okay? I want you to punch your sister in the face. It's on. I call same sides as the bicentennial brawl. Yeah. <laughs> so we never see the brawl, and uh, it, that I don't know. This is just like where this is the only remembrance I have of this episode. 
whatever I think about is this fight. And it's just like, by this time in the episode, I'm just checked out. I'm like, I don't care about this. This is so boring. And I don't know, like, the idea of, like, they're drunk Irish. And plus also, like, as I mentioned, like, where the story ultimately ends up going, where we never see these people again, there's no stakes here, and we learn that Jack isn't even the son of this guy that's on the scene. It's just, like, none of this really has any stakes and any sort of repeat feelings that yeah. it's just like, man, I just don't care about yeah. any of this. I mean, every sitcom has filler episodes, so. Uh, but I mean, there's like stuff that's not filler in this. Like, it's like the Liz storyline is 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 pertinent and, you know, sets up how she can continue to or at least start dating Floyd. And like, it kind of is important to know that Jack has a family outside of this, but we already know he has a mom so it's just yeah i'd say this is like 90 percent filler 10 percent canon for the most part i mean they could have advanced Liz's plot as a subplot of another yeah so that's mean, true yeah. it's just such a wasted episode yeah it's hard to get too excited but uh yeah we we get a fun little wrap up um and jack explains that he had to hire liz limler uh rehire liz limler but with a twist I was impressed by how you take a punch, Lemon. I played dead for the worst of it, but it didn't fool your family. It sure didn't. The whole thing was strangely reassuring, though. To know that they'll be there after I'm dead, fighting over my corpse before it's cryogenically frozen. Where's Eddie now? I gave him and my dad a three-day head start out of love and sportsmanship. As always, it's been a pleasure fighting with you. Oh, I, uh, I had to rehire that Liz Lemler that you fired. Okay. And I didn't want any more trouble with her, so I had to give her a promotion, too. Fantastic. It's an amazing opportunity for her out at a corporate headquarters. In Connecticut? She's transferred to Connecticut? Yes. That's right. It seems that things are lining up once again for old Liz Lemon. <sighs> and you say? Thank you, Jack. You're welcome. I hear your girlfriend got transferred. Sorry. Yeah, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Liz, you forgot to give me the key to your place, and I need it. My wife knows about our little secret. Uh, I don't know how she found out. Oh, God. Should have just gotten a vasectomy. Let me explain. I do like... All, all I can think is, it's yet another Peep storyline about his wife, and I yeah. really, 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 really don't care. It's going to finally so come to a head. I think we get more on that in... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that storyline, I think, come, finally comes to a head in this um, in the next episode. Um, but before we get too far ahead, uh, this... God... I like the way this sort of wraps up where Jack says, you know, transferred her to Connecticut and had to rehire and all that. And I think the silver lining of it was like Jack was saying, if you had a plan, you could have just come to me and I could have done this from the start. Like He could have just transferred from the start and avoided all of this mess of hiring and firing. Um, Yeah, It, it does further their character development of their relationship and how Jack has her back even when she's acting crazy and does something yeah. to help her out. Even if it's, I mean, really not an above board thing to do. Yeah. Know? But I mean, it's, I think it's, it also speaks to the relationship of, of Floyd and Liz that she went to corporate and he didn't go with her or, um, 
that they just broke up. I mean, obviously, the relationship wasn't that strong. Yeah, plus know, I like, wonder where in Connecticut because I know a lot of people who live in, like there are a lot of people who work in New York who live in Connecticut and like commute. So yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it's a part of Connecticut that's far enough. Away maybe she they, was looking for an out, and he yeah. was looking for an out. So there was well, like, well, it, 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 was, it was mentioned they were that's, on again, off again, and, and it was. Yeah, I mean, he even says the line when you're working in the same building as someone. So you could almost read that is he kind of wants to break up with her, but because they're in such close proximity all the time, that that's what's keeping them. So I mean, actually, you know, thinking about it that way, they do a good job of foreshadowing why her going to Connecticut would cause them to break up immediately. Yeah, but yeah, I like I like that that sort of again. We didn't need the other twenty minutes of this episode of of Jack's family and all that. Um, which just gets thrown out the window almost immediately. But yeah, this I I, I still stand that this is the weakest um, episode of this season, just because it just is ninety percent filler. In there my was opinion. one towards I can't remember now. There was well, one, one of the first the few that, that was, was uh, a drag. Yeah, was it? Uh, it wasn't Blind Date. But I think no. it was like the. It was maybe episode. it was might have been the one right after that actually. It, it, was, might, like, it was like yeah. the third or fourth episode. I think. Yeah, it's like just kind of like oh brother, oh brother. Go back and listen to our earlier episodes. And what was the one? <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember specifically we talked about it and said that it was. I mean, our intro was it Jack the Writer? Was it the one? That's what it. Uh, yeah. It was one of yeah. It was uh, yes because Jacker was the good one. Jack the Writer was the yeah, blah was, one. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think Jack the Writer. I think I I could go back to that one before I get back to this one. They're still both pretty forgettable and pretty meh episodes, but I just I don't like this episode and. Um, I'd be happy to forget that we ever watched it, <laughs> and I'm sorry that you made you have to watch it. But um, there is a, a last bit before the credits. We're not going to play it just because honestly, it's the end of Tracy's storyline. It almost feels like they completely forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and you're just like, oh shit, we got to tack something on at the very end. But it's uh, no thank you. I don't even want to talk about it. It's pretty forgettable. But you're more than welcome to if you want. Could you even remember what happened? Tracy is told he can't be an Irish Catholic yeah. because he doesn't have the crushing guilt. Yeah, he guess, decides he doesn't want to acquire the crushing guilt, so yeah. he decides he's not going to be an Irish Catholic. Jack basically guilted Tracy out of yeah, out of, out and then of he feels guilt about making him <laughs> or making, which I guess that's Irish Catholicism. Yes, yeah, I don't know. Not a cut great to episode. cut to credits. The cut end. to credits. The end. Yeah, just not a good episode. Um, I will say this is the worst episode of this season and immediately forgettable. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up this week? Looking forward to the next episode. The next episode. All right. Well, as always, we thank you for joining us on Go to There. Um, uh, you uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff, reviews and ratings is is really what will drive us uh, to longevity. So we thank you for those. Um, you know our coffee website ko ficom backslash go to there. Uh, and I guess this now is a good time to announce that for April 30th, uh, we will be doing the Mean Girls uh, Go to Their podcast where we will be doing what we do with 30 Rock. But for the movie thing, 30, but for the movie Mean Girls, uh, seeing as it is its 15th year anniversary. So it seems just ripe for parody or not parody, but for this. So look forward to that. Um, that I, sounds fetch. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make it happen so uh as always thank you for joining us and we will see you in episode 18 fireworks where devin banks makes his appearance <sighs> dun 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 david takes out bo weekend no that was last week <laughs> back to the original see you next time there you go very good
episode sucks so much. Yeah, it wasn't great. 